What's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with another episode here. And today we have ESP, Engineered Society Project. This is something that uh, I believe Chris contacted me and said that you guys just got done uh, touring Europe. So definitely want to know more about that. Uh, but I honestly am unfamiliar with with the project, but I did some, uh, dig, did some digging on the bio and I am not unfamiliar with some of the people that are related to the project. So um, you guys have been around for a while uh, in the industry as the own, like I was saying before we hit record, uh, typically I talk to the up and comers, but you guys uh, got some time and grade, time and service uh, in, 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 the, in the music world. So uh, just go around the room, introduce yourselves, what you guys do in the band, uh, where you're from, and then we'll just go from there. Cool. My name is uh, Chris Keys. I am the lead singer of Engineered Society Project. I am the newest member, and we're actually uh, of a very new band as this formation. But we, there have been other uh, formations of this band. And I would say, for me, I'm JoJo Brown. I'm the guitar player for Engineered Society Project. Uh, yeah, I. I joined the band about three years ago, I would say 2020. So yeah, it is new for me as well. And it's awesome being able to be in a band with some awesome musicians and really cool guys. So I feel blessed. I uh, am Timothy Moss. I am the founder of the band. And basically I founded the band in 2015 after I got back from the Middle East. And uh, I wanted to put together a group of folks that, that, had music that was about what was going on in the world today and, and, and how we saw things like the government engineering the society instead of just letting people live and free and do what they want, you know, as far as, uh, you know, not breaking laws, but trying to engineer an equal outcome for people instead of an equal opportunity. So uh, that was the basis of finding the band or starting the band. Uh, I went through a couple of iterations of different members and for one reason or other, you know, guys got involved in other things or just couldn't, couldn't stay in the band for whatever, a lot of great guys. And, uh, but they, they came and went. And so I wound up with Jojo and I, we were writing songs for the digital soldiers record. Uh, I had been recording in Redondo beach, California at total access with Wynn Davis, who had recorded so many of my favorite bands like Dio Dawkin and all that. And so we went to Win and said, hey, Win, I, uh, I would like to find somebody that could do a great job on the record. And so with a lot of help with a lot of people behind the scenes, we were able to put Ripper Owens and Vinny Apiece on the Digital Soldiers record. Of course, when we cut that record, we knew that they wouldn't be in the band, per se. They were just working with us to, to get the record done. So after that, we started pursuing people all over the country. And... We were very fortunately blessed to be able to have Chris Keys join the band and uh, Sean Salinas. Both had, you know, great credentials and great talent, and they were great people and a perfect fit for the band. And so we've all been together here about a year, year and a half as, as the current iteration. 
And it's been a lot of fun. We've played a lot of shows with a lot of great people. So that's kind of where we are today. So I see that you said that you were, you sought out musicians that you knew would be a good fit for the project. So tell me more about the project and why you sought after these members specifically to play this music. Well, I liked, uh, you know, heavy metal, kind of hard rock. I'm a little bit older than these guys, so I came from a different era. (laughs) But I also wanted something that had more of a current feel to it. I didn't want to be stamped as a classic nostalgia hard rock band. And certainly JoJo brought a lot of uh, energy and and new talent to to music. And so we needed a great drummer. And, uh, you know, after having Vinny on the record, in my opinion, he had worked with some friends of mine through the years, and I had constantly been in tune with his career. We needed a really great drummer. So that's where we found Sean Salinas. Uh, ironically, he lived 10 minutes away from me, but he used to be the drummer in Cirque Soleil in Las Vegas for a number of years. And just a great guy and a great talent. And so after that, we said, well, hey, we need a singer. And, and you know, you would think that you could find singers, but singers, great singers are hard to find. And just by the grace of God, we come across Chris and he was just an amazing singer and uh, a great guy to have on stage. He had an impeccable resume and we just said, okay. So we flew Chris into Houston, rehearsed. And uh, while we were here, wrote some songs and uh, that kicked it off. And it's been great ever since. And and you said that you primarily started this project uh, in 2015, after you had left the Middle East, um, I've spent some time over there, thanks to the government and my signing up to be a Marine. <laughs> um, can, can you tell me more about, I guess, that, that experience? I guess, what was it from over there that you saw that made you want to jumpstart this project? Well, I, uh, I was just in Jerusalem, and I was just over there on a personal note, uh, not in any, any military, but the trip took me to the Lebanon border, Syria, down towards Gaza, all the different areas. And, and some of my family is Jewish. And so it's, it's like I was standing, well, I guess by this time we had gotten into uh, uh, a valley. We looked down and an F-15 cracked the valley and doing about 500 miles an hour and it just blew me away it's like wow this is cool and i've been thinking about doing something different in the music business anyway i said well this is what i want to do it made me realize for whatever reason that time is very short and you should be 110 percent doing what you want to do i said well this is what i'm going to do i'm going to go back to the u.s and i'm going to start this band and play the music that i love hopefully it does something but i'm not going to ever play music I don't like. I don't do tribute bands. I don't do cover material. And I'm going to find the best musicians and the best people I can play with to do that with. And and that's how that got started. We had noticed at the time on the news, there was a big thing about that Obama was president and wanted to take guns away and all that. So the first record that uh, I did with the band was called Arms. And that song is about taking our weapons away. And, it, you know, I'm a big gun guy. I'm in Texas. I'm from Louisiana. I have a, a you know number of AR-15s and lots of stuff like that. And it's like, I'm not going to let anybody influence me to take 
my freedoms away. And that's kind of some, what some of the music's about early on. And we, we've changed a little bit since we have, you know, gone forward. But uh, and we don't advocate everybody running up and down the street with AR-15s. Don't get me wrong. But I do think that we should have the right to choose what we keep in our house and what we think we need for protection. So without going into a dissertation on that, that's kind of what the deal was. (laughs) We could we could go from metal to mayhem real quick in this this (laughs) in this conversation. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, the one thing that I find interesting is when projects decide to really hit the nail on the head on certain topics and uh, just kind of combing through uh, the discography and listening to some of the music and some of the lyrics. You can definitely tell that, that there's purpose and intent in in the music, not just sonically, but also lyrically. Um, cause I talked to these guys today, you know, like I said, I talked to a lot of the newcomers, the guys been around for three, five, uh, seven, 10 years, stuff like that. And they're, and they're reaching into the thesaurus to try and find these catchy words that fit, um, which is totally fine because that's just, that's the music they write and that's, that's how they want to do it. But this music is more just, here's the riffs. Here's, you know, here's the, here's the chorus. It just, you know, it does have that hallmark of, you know, yesteryear's rock and metal. Um, so how, how are you guys crafting the music um, to like, what's changing in music today to where that, that's helping guide um, the, the project that you guys are in? I think we're coming together. I think that a lot of Tim's concepts it's really cool that we sort of met in the middle. His awareness that we want to be free in our country and free in the world, I think, is is the same concept that I endeavor. I just come to it a different way. And we're coming, we are, like we said, like right now, this configuration of Engineered Society Projects is brand new. And we're sort of finding our way to come together. And the basic underlying theme is that we want to, we don't want to be engineered and we want to be free in the world. And, and some of the concepts that I've been very clear about as I write are love is the most powerful thing in the world. Um, we need to be a, a one world family. We just got back from Europe and it was such a great thing because um, it was so much love there. And we really want, we're an international band. We have some, we have some thoughts about touring a lot of different places, maybe Japan. Um, some different places that want to be an international band. But one of the reasons um, I personally reached out to you is we want to reach out to Texas. And as we now, we just come home from a very uh, successful European tour. We want to basically start connecting and reaching out to what's going on in different parts of Texas and see what's going on in scenes through your podcast and with your podcast. Oh well, thanks, man. I I, I mean, I, I I guess I should say I'm I'm honored anytime a band wants to connect with me in an effort to help you know promote their their music and trying to get you know more eyes on. So uh, I I appreciate that you know from right here right in my heart. Um, tell me tell we can we can get to uh, what you guys are looking for as far as connecting uh, with Texas, but let me let me hear about the Europe tour because. 
every time I talk to a European band and we talk about festivals or I talk to a band that has gone over there and came back, there's just this different vibe over in Europe when it comes to their, you know, attendance or love for, for the scene. Um, tell me about the experience. I'm, I'm curious to know. Well, the first part of the experience started with the beginning. We started with um, Lord Bishop and a band called Lord Bishop Rocks, which is Pop Killers Productions. And um, we just had a fantastic crew with us. And basically, I think it started for us with the people that were with us, like the person driving the van, her name was the Countess. We were with the band Lord Bishop Rocks, and that had an amazing um, lineup. And so we started out as a really loving team. And you are completely right. When we we went from Germany to Poland, to Switzerland, to the Netherlands, and as we did this traveling, it was there was definitely a difference. You know, there was definitely a, a difference in a, the accepting of original music and the support for original music. And there was a lot of homemade food and a lot of uh, just real hospitality. And really, I tell you, as we touch back down in the States, that's sort of the mission right now. The mission is to find either to find it or to start it. We want to start that type of feeling with original music. We want one. We want support for our original music. One. We know we kick ass. I mean, I, I no question. I, I mean, these guys have spoken about it. These are really, you know, t Tim was talking about Jojo Brown and Jojo Brown on, on stage is one of the best guitarists if not the best guitarist I've ever worked with. And I've worked with many all across the world. And we have a, such a lineup and we have such a thing to deliver that now that we're back in the States, we really want to bring what happened in Europe. And what happened in Europe was here, come in. We want to hear your original music and we appreciate your original music. Please come back. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't, like I said, when people go to Europe, they actually can't wait to get back or they hate that they're leaving yeah. <laughs> because it was just such a really good experience. And you get home and then you're like, yeah, we got this run through the East Coast and it's going to be great. And then like the back of your head, you're like, God, I just want to get back to like Italy or Norway or what, or wherever you were over there just because it's a totally different scene. But um uh, Jojo, what? How? How was your experience? Did Did you go on the uh, the tour with him? Yes, I was there the whole way, man. It was amazing. Like he was saying, it really was real. The um, the connection with the people, they really enjoyed what we were doing and being able to have these conversations with them. You know, either though there's a language barrier um, with whatever English we can speak back and forth the common theme was art, you know, and how everybody just enjoys art for some reason. And I found that what we were doing brought all of us together in some type of way, despite, you know, the language barrier or even culture barrier. Once we're doing what we're doing, they understood it. And then having them explain it or even just bring us in their home and, you know, just have awesome conversations it's something i haven't experienced before at that level back home you know it, it's it was very rare to see that here but over there it was like every show you would have these conversations and these people just come out of nowhere and just really want to connect with you and very interested in what you're doing and they become lifelong fans 
you know, that's just, uh, it was very inspirational, at least from my experience. And yeah, I, I didn't want to leave when I was there. Like, <laughs> wow, I'm not done with this yet. I could go another month or so, you know, but, um, I think that is why we do it, or at least that's why I do it. I just love to connect with people, whether that's through conversation, but I prefer to do it with music, you know, and it's, uh, it means everything to me when, when others can feel that. Well, Tim, now that you guys are back now, now that everybody's back, uh, and you want to, you want to promote, you know, all of, all of, you know, what is ESP and try to bring, you know, the energy from Europe and start to bring it to uh, the people of Texas and, and the United States. Uh, let's talk about the latest album called My TV. It, it, I mean, I, I want your take on it, because as I was listening to the, 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 the first track labeled My TV, I mean, you could definitely hear what the message is, but I'll just, I want it from, from you know, the horse's mouth, as they say. <laughs> well, you know, I think for me, My TV was a song that, that, basically reminds us that what comes through our TV has an influence on us. And, you know, Chris wrote the lyrics and did a fantastic job. The cool thing about the song is, is it may have dimensional meanings where, the, where for me, it was like, uh, everybody is influenced these days by the TV or media, uh, you know, through different forms, which is like the TV. And sometimes that's not as good as it should be. And we're all susceptible. And for me personally, I think that it's incumbent upon everybody to take everything they see on TV or in social media with a grain of salt and put a litmus test of what's right or wrong to it. And, you know, that's where I come down on my TV. I'll let Chris come down where he, uh, you know, what he thought when he wrote the lyrics. I actually was inspired by Tim. I really be honest with you. Tim talked about, my audition, and when I walked in the room with these guys, I was electrified, and I, I felt an instant connection. And I, I've done a lot of music, man, and I've actually played in some very cool things. And I specifically look for magic. I'm actually really not interested in doing something if it doesn't have that it quality to it. And when I walked in the room. Um, to audition for those guys, I knew very soon that this was it. And we started immediately to write songs. We actually wrote the song Fly on the Wall pretty much right there as we met. And when I got back in the airport after my audition, I sat down and I wrote my TV right away, instantaneously. And literally it was inspired. I learned I enjoyed all of the Engineered Society Project songs that I learned to audition. And um, I basically, I really believe my TV takes off sort of meeting in the middle. It's when Tim's talking about our rights being taken away or really that we should be more conscious of what's happening in, either in our government or around us. I, I basically start TV off right. I believe I'm starting right at where I come in to Engineered Society Project. The only thing I believe that I bring, and which is my sort of way of um, doing life, is I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of sort of quieting myself to really try to find out intuition-wise what's going on around me and, you know, deciding, you know, when Tim said, you know, we should really take stuff with a grain of salt, 
I've done a lot of martial arts. Martial arts is a lot about intuition and basically intuitively sensing that there are some things that are corrupt in our society. And here's this beautiful box in everybody's house. And at the same time, it's trying to sell you something every other two seconds that may not be good for you, but it doesn't care because it wants to make money off you. So as I say that, I I really see sort of the mission as we come back from our European tour, I want to come to the, in fact, I have this idea that I've just started talking to Jojo about. I got to tell Tim about, I think when we play the, we're going to play the whiskey a go-go in December. And I want to get some of my friends in the industry to maybe start a rockumentary or a documentary about coming back from Europe and, and basically seeing if we can work some of those sort of more connecting things together that we experienced there. So we have a documentary coming out about our European tour, which will release like in mid-November, but we uh, I'm possibly thinking we might be doing some type of documentary here just to talk about this. And because I love Europe, but I want to rock Texas. You know, I want to rock <laughs> yeah. I want to rock my home. I want to have the same the same type of experience that we had in Europe. We we look forward to either creating or joining in in our state. So what's the uh, what's the what's the game plan for Texas? Is it just because this is is this considered home base? This is home base. Okay, so basically, yeah. start from the inside and work out. Yeah, you know, I will say we've reached out. You know, I'll just be straight up with you. We haven't had the response that we wanted in Texas. This band has played more in Hollywood than it has in Houston. And so, so, and I'm fine with that. You know, Texas is a different kind of market, you know, and we know a lot of people that tour all over the world. I do. And I know Chris does and Jojo does. And and they all say the same thing. Sometimes Texas is a little different (laughs) right now. There's a wave of tribute bands and and all kinds of things that seem to be in all the clubs and where up and coming original acts like ours are having it a little tougher. And so we've reached out to a few venues and, um, you know, we'll see how things go. Our goal is to to play in Austin. And, and, you know, we've we've talked to the folks that come and take it, Anthony over there. And, um, you know, we've talked to a few venues here in Houston and we've. We've talked to the guy, a couple of guys in San Antonio. We played in San Antonio. We played in Fort Worth a few weeks ago. And, and we're going to try to, to re- revisit our venue decisions, reach back out to the venues and see, you know, what's going on. And if we can put something together that makes sense, that's a, that's a, uh, that we feel is an opportunity to showcase the band, and we'll do it. And if and if we're not, then we'll wait till we come back through on tour with a, a bigger band than us and play then. And so th- that's kind of our strategy. We would love to play more in Texas, but um, you know, for whatever reason, original acts in Houston and, and especially newer ones that people don't know, um, it, it's kind of tough. And you know, usually the first thing you say, well, how many people do you draw? Well, I'm not sure because we've never played in San Antonio. You know, what do you want me to do? Tell you two, (laughs) 2000. I don't really know. So these are the kind of conversations you get caught up in. And so we're just going to have to figure out how to crack the nut. 
we're working on social media, doing podcasts and things like that. Uh, we're up to over 3,000 followers on our Facebook, 6,000 on Instagram. We think social media is the way to approach this initially to get more and more people to know who the band is. Because I think once people see what the band's about and here's the band, they're more, you know, they're 10 times more likely to come see it as opposed to just, you know, taking potluck of who drives by the club you're playing in that night. <laughs> not just not just walking down the street, just hopping into a venue because there happened to be music going on. It's now yeah. you actually have to put forth the effort to go and, you know, I yeah, definitely understand that. Um, I do have a question, though, that it's kind of interesting that the, you know, the in engineered society, it, 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 it accounts for, you know, what you see on your TV and what you see coming through your social media feeds. But in order for you guys to kind of connect with everybody, you have to use those outlets and become, you know, more, I guess, what, what's the word I'm looking for? More ingrained in though in in those uh networks so i i do know that the big thing right now is is i find the, a lot of people on instagram and that just seems to be the way to go forward now and the old way of you know street teams and promotional kicks and you know sending out demos and stuff i'm not saying that that's not still practice but it's definitely kind of dead um yeah. So what are you guys doing on the social media side to try and introduce not only maybe some of the old old fans, but new fans? Well, well, to get new fans, basically, it's sort of like work backwards here and we're sort of coming home. Our record label, which is Combat Records, Mind Snap Music, that's through Mr. Christian Lawrence, the drummer of Dead by Wednesday. When he proposed this European tour, we are very open-minded. We want to talk to the world. So it's sort of like we're going backwards. And we, we've already been overseas. Now we're coming home, and we want to advertise and reach out and try to find people in our own state, our own country. So basically, we're back here, and we actually are opening our, ourselves up to the ATX audience. We want to go, listen, how, how do we do this? How do we get our stuff out? And doing stuff like this, doing a podcast with you is one way to let people know that we, you know, one, get our music. We're, uh, we have a song up on Spotify now, which is on a bunch of uh, formats. It's called Fade Away. So basically, we're putting our material out there through our label. And uh, But I really agree with you that all these, we have to really try to figure out which platform is the best one to get us to the best place? And we're, we're trying to do that now. Jojo, what about you? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll really tell you, man. Really trying to bring you into the conversation, <laughs> yeah, my guy. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to tell you this, man. I mean, I guess with me, I am always on Instagram, and I would say that that is the number one way I find new bands. I'll come across, you know, awesome musicians or cool bands. I'm like, okay, well, now I'm going to jump over to Spotify and go check them out and see what the, how everything's going. And when I look at that, I'm like, well, this is how I'm being influenced. Can we do the same thing, you know, and use Instagram and have these ads just pop up 
because of similar interest and then bam we have the same effect as these bands have on me onto other people you know i think right now we are we're in the process of doing those very things because in the beginning i don't think we were doing this simply because we didn't understand the impact of it now we're starting to see this being in a band and trying to play locally or whatever you know people want to see okay how many followers do you have you know that's like the first thing to do they're not going to really care about who's really on a record with you they just want to see how how many people follow you how many people engage with you and it's just a crazy way of measuring a band is using social media so yeah right now one thing that that Chris turned me on to is the street team on Facebook, you know, and if you look at the street team, that thing is like freaking crazy how many people are there and interact with what we post. Um, but yeah, jumping over to Instagram right now is a little difficult because the, the, the platform is not something we all use. It's something I use, but the rest of the guys don't. So it's just something we'd have to learn and try to compete with everybody else, you know, and just use it. No, yeah, I definitely didn't really take into account that, you know, back when you had to book a show, it was, you know, like like Tim said, like, what's your draw? Like, well, you know, when we were here last time, it was this, or, you know, we were over in this, you know, this market, and it was that. But the more and more that I talk to these these local acts, them trying to get on a bill, that's one of the biggest questions is what's your draw, not in person, but your social media draw. It seems like that's almost the measure of, of, you know, get it, getting into getting on the bill is exactly, you know, how, okay. So can you bring 25 people here? We don't care about that. It's do you have 2,500 or 25,000 people, you know, across the world that is listening to you and in my head i get it but i'm still trying to figure out the venue's take on it because you know a podcast that has a million downloads a day you're not fitting a million people in a venue i'm sorry like, <laughs> yeah it's greed yeah i think it just becomes greed at the end of the day because like i would say when we were in europe those they didn't really care. I mean, they all used Instagram. That was a funny thing. It was we're trying to, you know, get them to link with us on Facebook. And they're like, oh, we don't use Facebook. We use Instagram. I'm like, oh, well, here we go. But yet they're there. They're at the venue. And we've always had a good draw at these venues. But over here, it's just like, I don't know if it's just the venues here. They're just really greedy and they just expect the best band to just come into their little spot and it's just going to generate a whole bunch of profit for them. So in their mind, they're just looking at the money. They're not really looking at it for the sake of, you know, the music or just trying to connect with the local scene. It's just, well, we just want bands to just play so we can, you know, get a profit. So... I mean, I wouldn't say I know. I'm not a venue owner, so I don't really know. I'm just, I'm a, this is my assumption of the situation. I'm just, because I too don't understand. Yeah. Well, we, we, you know, what's funny is we kind of have an inside joke in the band. I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't really care. Um, It's called the Donkey Show Tour. We were going to uh, put together the Donkey Show Tour because everybody's more interested. I would go. 
I'd buy a ticket. Just head, yeah. name well, alone. The club owners we talked to, that's all they, you know, they seem to be more concerned about how many people come through the door as opposed to the quality of product they put on stage every night. And to me, some of the issues that they're dealing with, the best clubs that I know are the clubs that put the best bands on the stage every night. And they don't have an issue with people coming because people know if you go there, you're going to see great entertainment. I'm not sure they have that working for them at the venues here. But, you know, it's just one person's opinion. We try to put the best show on that we can, and our draws continue to grow all over the country. You know, so right now we've postponed the Donkey Show tour, but it, <laughs> we, we've got the Donkey, and we can bring him with us. Uh, but we right now he's not not part of the tour. I swear, <laughs> I, I swear if, I don't, if I show up to the Donkey Tour show and there's not a Donkey, I will want a <laughs> refund immediately, okay? Yeah. <laughs> or at least five dollars off the top. I'll still pay to see the show, but woo. Yeah, damn. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So many jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's uh it's always good to laugh. It's always good to laugh. Uh so tell me so the latest one that's out is Fade Away. Am am, am I wrong or right on that one? Right. Our latest song out is Fade Away, and our latest music video is well fade away is we're starting to record new material for our new cd fade away is for our new cd we have the song fade away on spotify you know anybody who wants to hear our brand new song that we released you go to spotify and look up engineered society projects and you type in fade away we have a music video out um which is off my tv which is called um dude i just said a brain fart what's the name of the damn song fly on the wall uh, fly. <laughs> fly on the wall fly on the wall is yeah. our brand new video that we have out and so basically we have two songs out right now but the thing i wanted to say is, is really listening to you i think this is helpful and this is really what i wanted i'm reaching out to you my friend with this podcast we're about to release a rockumentary documentary about our time in Europe. What I would like to do, you know, sort of co, I know you're going to post this, this uh, interview. I want to sort of co put up the, the rockumentary. And then I said, I want to start doing a rockumentary with the shows that we're doing here and sort of talk about what people are doing when they go see music in Europe, you know, and this experience we had, and the relationship we created with the club owners and how they wanted to you know how we got a great sound check and how we got homemade food and how we had a you know a, a big crowd and how they sort of nurtured that experience and the need for that in I'm going to say Texas and beyond cuz like right now we're coming back home we have shows booked at the Whiskey A Go-Go in uh, um, L.A. We have shows on the East Coast that we're doing with our record label. We have shows in Europe. Now we need to come home and we need to say, look, man, we, we want to create that same thing here. We want to create that good feeling. One, we want to give you a good product and we want to fill your room. Help us do that, man. Let's, let's take it from a grassroots level. And I think if you don't do that, you're really not going to get as good of projects. And that's where people start to form cover bands. And that's where people start to form tribute bands because the band that's writing music can't create that relationship with the club. So that's really 
sort of the theme of this sort of rockumentary or documentary that I want to film in the United States is that we're coming from a place where they're doing that. And we're going to be, we're possibly, I said, going to be in Japan. Our distribution um, through combat records is through a guy named Larry Toring. And he, our distribution is called Von Artist. He has some offices in Japan and we're talking about going to Japan and there's word that Japan is the same way that they take you in, that they basically nurture what you're doing. And that's where we want to stand up for original music and we want to do it in our, our state. I can, Hell say, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. I can say that a, a, a friend of mine, he's a vocalist here. Um, he's been in many iterations of projects. He's, he's, you know, so many ideas and he just runs with them. And, you know, he's gone through more members than I've gone through, you know, keyboards. So, uh, but he did go to Japan to try out for uh, a band called Crystal Lake. One of the really, really big names over there. They come over here and just absolutely crush it. And he said that that was one of the most eye opening experiences. They took him in as one of their own, even though he was just, you know, trying to compete to get that you know lead singer role and once it whittled down to like three finalists they got to basically headline and you know be the vocalist for that entire set he said that it was hands down something that he wishes that would happen here not saying that you know bands need to look for vocalists and hold like competitions to try and win and then put it up on, you know, a YouTube channel or something, which still is not a bad idea, but he was just saying the overall, the overall atmosphere, the, the hospitality, the, the sheer, just like caring, you know, and that's something that he wishes that there would be more of here. So it sounds like that's something that, that you guys are, are also looking for, for uh, here as well. Yeah, we want to have that experience overseas, man. And basically, I love it, but I, I want to. And that's the thing I said in the beginning is that if it's not here, we want to create it and we're going to start showing it. You know, I've already watched the documentary that uh, we had in Europe and I know what it shows. I know what it exudes. And basically, whether it be anywhere in the world, because we're already we have an international mind. You know, basically, we want to get out and speak to the world, but we want to have a regular you know, homestay and we want to develop, we're sort of going backwards. I mean, this is usually what a band does in the beginning. And this really does have to do with what our label was talking to us about. Um, Christian Lawrence from Combat Records basically offered us this overseas thing. And that's, it's sort of been the foundation of where we're coming from. But now we want to come back home and we, and we want to do the same thing that we're experiencing overseas. Well, man, it sounds it sounds like you guys definitely have the mindset, the drive, and the vision. So, what what I guess what does what does it look like for you guys in the coming? We'll just say three to six months. What what should we be looking out? Like you said, the rockumentary uh, coming out. I think you said November. Um, but what what else should everybody be kind of paying attention to? Well, I think that. In the next, let's see, what is it? November 1st now, November, December, January. In the next 90 days, the band will be on both coasts. We'll be in the West Coast in California and Hollywood a few times. Okay. We'll be on the East Coast uh, in uh, New Haven, Connecticut, and possibly New York City. So we've got several dates there. And then later on in 24, we'll 
be appearing at the Milwaukee Metal Fest and the Metal Meltdown in New Jersey. All right. We're, we're sitting here and we're in discussions about future tours, both overseas and here locally, or, or say in the U.S., and so there's a lot going on, and we'll complete the recording of our album in February. So there's we have a lot going on. It uh, it's just gonna it's like everything else. It's a process. This is a work in process, and it just takes a a, a while to for things to develop. And a lot of people uh, that are behind the scenes that that work to try to help us are, are constantly engaged. And, and we're trying to get more engaged and more um, educated on the social media aspect, because like you were saying, that's that's where it is today. And so in the middle of all that, we all have families and some have jobs. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on that you always compete for your time. But we're pretty busy in the next 90 days and our travel schedule uh, is pretty full. So uh, hopefully things will continue to um, you know, snowball effect like it's doing coming back from Europe and uh, things will continue. It's really good. Well, that's good. Uh, Chris, what, what, uh, what would, what's one of the things that you would like to see, I guess, come to fruition with like, what's, what's, what's on top of your mind? Uh, on top of my mind, actually, as you just said it, as I heard Tim speak is that I'm going back East with my brand new band, um, we we have two, the the um, two shows we have. We're gonna hit the Whiskey a Go Go December twenty seventh, and like I said, I want to start the the U.S. Uh, rockumentary there, and then we're going back to a club called Toad's Place. Toad's Place is in New Haven, Connecticut. It's basically for Opus's birthday Blizzard Bash. Opus, his real name is Christian Lawrence. He is uh, um, he is the head of our label, Mindsnap Music Combat Records. It's his big festival, and at this club, I actually made my bones. I basically was like, I went there, and actually, I was in the the hardcore punk scene, and they kicked me out of the place, and I, I was a troublemaker, and I uh, wasn't a wanted person there, and I came back, and I turned everything around and did a 360 with my situation. And I had some really good experiences there. And I did some really good shows there. I did some really good business there. And now I want to go back with Engineered Society Project and blow them all away. I want to show them my brand new band, you know, basically that internationally is blowing stuff up. And now we want to come back and I want, I want to basically show my brand new project and even to that extent, what my old project was about was a similar thing, because what we experienced in Europe was sort of a family situation. You know, we're in the van. You're going to see in the documentary, you know, in, in the beginning, we're singing songs together. We're sort of a, we're a family in this van. But the same experience was in the club. It was like they'd make us homemade food. We had our own shower. We had this. We had that. It was like a, a family experience. So this brings me back to, I was in a band called Gargantua Soul. That was a very family sort of thing. It was like business and it was family. So I look forward to um, going back with my band to where I was, uh, I did really well and it was family. But really, I want to go get past that. And like I said, that's where I want to start documenting this in the USA because we want to come home to Texas and we want to start having a home. We want to start creating you know, playing at the House of Blues regularly. We want to start playing around regularly. We want to start 
sort of like making this problem apparent, you know, and with this podcast, I'd like to reach out to other bands and say, hey, man, we want to network with you. And if you're having the same problem we're having, we'd like to reach out with you and connect with you. We've already played with a couple of bands. We played with a band called Submit Thy Will. We played with a band called Hitch. Really cool bands. And we want to start, you know, even like creating festivals or, or, or stretching out to other people that are doing it and say, look at man, we're doing stuff. Do you want to do stuff? Do you want to put some stuff together? What's going on, Texas? Have you guys ever ventured down to the Rio Grande? No. Ooh. Okay. We don't know anybody. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll uh, just leave you th- or give you this little nugget. There's a band called Overt Enemy. And they play some of the wildest metal that that I've heard. And they pretty much, I'm not saying they're like the, Robert's going to hate me. (laughs) But but if I were to say, uh, just to kind of give you another another person to reach out to, reach out to the band Overt Enemy and uh, talk with Robert Hahn. Uh, Maybe he can help you kind of spread the message down there because it seems like, just from my experience that the Rio Grande likes the more thrashier, the more like older style, not, not older style, but just in that vein um, style, you know, guitar work and vocal stuff. Whereas Austin is more of like, to, like metal core, gent progressive um, DFW and Houston are more of the uh, just like hardcore in your face. It's like each market has their own, their own genre that they're really good at. And I just think that it might be worth your while to reach out to somebody down the Rio Grande and take a, take a run down there. Just, just what's, the piece. what's the band's name again? Overt over enemy enemy over enemy. So listen to that point, you know, we played last year or no, this year we played the Milwaukee metal fest and we had such an interesting response because I would say we're like on the we're hard rock metal, you know, we're 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 basically singing, we're sort of like old school metal, and we had such a good response. I truly believe that our style can fit on a bill with the heaviest stuff in the business. And this is what that Milwaukee, that Milwaukee Metal Fest had Lamb of God, it had you know, hard, heavy, heavy. And our style was actually really appreciated. So literally, if that's what's, if that may be one of the reasons, you know, that we're maybe having a hard time. And really what I want to introduce to Texas is that we fit right there. You know, we basically could play with really heavy bands playing with Hatebreed in New Jersey in in, um, next year. So basically we basically fit on those bills. We, we have that, that because people were coming up to us in the Milwaukee metal fest and telling us that they're saying, we're really glad you're here. Well, that's good that you guys are getting positive feedback, especially, I mean, I know you want the positive feedback from everywhere, but we all know that's not going to happen, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I really do think that, if I could just make any type of recommendation, again, I do this for fun. I don't have anybody, I don't have any overlords telling me to push this or push that, which is why I really love to do it. Um, but I would say that some of the success that I've seen from bands, especially with bands that are trying to 
get more engagement and and bring a little bit more to the forefront for people to go, oh shit, I didn't know about these guys, is like that rockumentary that you're talking about. I'm assuming that it was all captured kind of like behind the scenes style over there with like some live footage of of the show. Definitely. That really sells, or I don't say, I don't want to say sells, that really grabs people's attention on Instagram and TikTok on the reels. If you can just have somebody splice together some shit from like a show, you know, bef- you know, loading in on the drive. I mean, you guys have done this time and time and time again, but to actually chop, take somebody has to take the time and chop that up and make it, you know, sexy and appealable to everybody that has these, you know, three to five second time spans because they're just sitting there on fucking TikTok and Instagram reels, just <laughs> swipe, 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 swipe. So, uh, but I do think the rockumentary is really great. It kind of reminds me that um, I believe here within the next few months, the guys from um, Penny Rock Productions are doing the bloodied and bruised, the story of the back room from Emos and all of the fucking heavy hitters that came through there. And it's documentary style with some old footage thrown in. Um, I'm a huge fan of documentaries. So if I could sit back on the, on the couch and, watch y'all's experience through Europe and, you know, through the greater United States in one sitting, you know, whether that be an hour and a half, two hours worth, and then also get some live music footage. Like I'm actually at the show. Um, I think that would, I think that's going to sell or not sell, but that's going to, that's going to land where I think you guys want it to land. You hit the nail on the head, man, basically. And actually really after seeing the rockumentary in Europe, that's where I want to film the Whiskey A Go Go. I want to film what happens in, in Connecticut. And, and I want to basically make a connected family. I mean, really, that's really, I think that's what music is about. You know, we're bringing people into a room and we're saying, we want to bring people together. We, you know, we just, we're having some really good feedback and, and we're really grateful for about our music. And that's what we want to do. And I'm a fan of documentaries too. And I do want to let people into our lives to see what we're doing and, and to documentary is definitely the way to go. I completely agree with you. Well, are there any final saved rounds, any shout outs, any personal stuff you guys want to throw out there before we end? Uh, my, my wife's already called twice. I think she's off work and wondering where the fuck I am. So, <laughs> Oh, we're good. I want to make sure you have the list. Um, anybody who wants to get in touch with us, uh, facebook.com slash engineered society project rocks what is our address on instagram uh, tim you know that yeah hang on just a second i'll get it for you so we're going to give you our instagram uh address we have engineer.com yeah. that's our website um what was our instagram address hey chris the engineered it is engineered underscore society underscore project got it that's on Instagram and basically just to um to ever keep everybody in touch and to know that we have some fantastic backing behind us and some pack of support. We have uh Mind Snap Music, Combat Records, which is um just distributed through Von Artist. And we look forward, you know, we want to have this when we do podcasts, you know, when people listen to this, we say, we look forward to coming to your town. You know, we we talked a lot about Texas. 
But like I said, we're an international band and we're going to be all over this country and we are going to be all over the world. So it's very it's a very original name, Engineered Society Project. You can't miss it. We're on all social media platforms, Spotify, Twitter. Um, so look up the name. My name is also Chris Keys, K-R-I-S-K-E-Y-E-S. That's Timothy Moss. Jojo Brown, Sean Salinas is our drummer. He couldn't be with us today. Thank you so much for having us, ATX. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. So sorry when you're like, when you're like, he can't be here. I just, <laughs> yeah, he has some important business to take care of. <laughs> you can sort of see it though. He left us some video clips. He went yesterday too to the Kiss show, and it is pretty cool, man. I mean. Hey, if you got tickets to that, it's pretty cool. Oh man. Well, I got to say I've had, I've had an amazing hour spending time with you guys. And I want to just, you know, extend the thank you for, for coming on and spending time with me. I know that we don't know each other. This is all, I mean, this is basically how it's done or how it's always been done. Right. Just, just, you know, getting people in a room and just talking about music and your passions and, you know, the future of the project and where it's going. So, uh, I appreciate that you guys reached out and, and I hope that, uh, you know, can do you can get you some, you know, some likes and followers and fans here uh, in the central Texas market, which I don't I, I don't think that you'll have too much trouble, but every little bit helps. Right. Hell right. yeah. Thanks for your time. No, you, no, no problem. But again, think but hey, before we go real quick, just as an aside, Jojo, I see your screensaver is a Lexus SC 300. Is that correct? It is. Are you a car guy by chance? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. <laughs> we yeah it's funny. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I don't ever use Discord, and um, I have Discord to talk to like friends or like whenever I'm gaming or whatever. So um, I don't know why I put the the Lexus on there, but I have one. I have a red one. So I was like, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I'll just put that up there. But yeah. <laughs> no, I, I used a, to. I used to own a '97 red Lexus SC300 myself. So. Oh, awesome! Yeah, that's that's badass. I should put mine up there instead of this black one. <laughs> <laughs> what a poser! Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, um. But yeah, I just sorry. I just saw it. I had to ask before we get out of here. Well, that's awesome. No, I'm really gonna take a photo of mine and put it up there just because in memory of the one that you had and the one that I have. So yeah, it's let's sad do it. Sadly, I had to sell mine um because my daughter complained to my wife that she kept having to get in and out of the back seat. Because oh, yeah. it's a two door, not a four door. And I asked yeah. my wife, I was like, You're you're legitimately making or insinuating that I have to sell this car because of what a three year old says? Like, come on. Uh. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sucks, man. But, I know there's no back seat really. It's wow. it's very small back there. Yeah, it's not even you can fit maybe one body back there. Maybe. Yeah, sideways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. guys. Well, um, I'll uh I'll get with Chris and and we'll link up. Uh, I want to get all of the important, you know, ads and links so that we can put it in the, the description. But again, I greatly appreciate you guys stopping by. I wish you guys nothing but the best. I know that you're going to do well in Texas just because of the music that I've heard. I know that I've definitely heard that in venues around Texas. So getting in there, I don't think is going to be a problem. It's just getting the younger versions of us in there to appreciate the music. It's you, Ryan. Basically, this is how we do it. All right. Basically, we basically reach out to you and say, hey, man, help us 
help us talk to Texas. All right. Well, I'll slap him in the face a couple times and be like, listen to this. Go to the shows. <laughs> Sorry, we don't condone violence here. Just, uh... <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys very much. And uh, I guess we'll just be in touch and I'll let you guys know when it's uh, ready to fly off the shelf. Rock and roll, yeah. baby. All right. Thank you. Thank you All for right. your time, guys. Yeah. Cool. Get it, brother. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.